Hi there, this is Leona Graham. I'm a presenter on Absolute Radio. I'm also a bit of a fan of the roads. I love cars, I love motorbikes, and I love music. And that is what this podcast is going to be about. So first of all, I'll tell you a brief history of me starting my driving life and motorbiking life. Then I'm going to do a vehicle review. This week I have an electric motorcycle to try out. Thirdly, each week I'm going to have a special guest. And because this is the very first episode, it's a bit like a pilot. The guest is going to be the nearest person I can find, which is my son, Harley. And lastly, I'm going to recommend a couple of albums. Okay, we will begin with this, a brief history of me and the roads. As a child, I was absolutely obsessed with cars. I loved toy cars and I could not wait to have my own car. So I started saving from as early as I can remember. I had a special savings account book, which I've still got today. And every time I was given any pocket money by grandparents, five pound notes, or any time I earned some money from my dad by mowing the lawn, anything like that, put it straight into my savings account. So that by the time I was 17, I was ready for a car. And I managed to save up 500 pounds. My parents put in another 300, and with our £800, we bought a Ford Escort Mark II. I absolutely loved this car. I loved the freedom of it. I loved driving. I loved having my music on full blast. Lived in the countryside as well, so that our social life was very different to, say, my daughter's social life now that we live in the city. So we'd all have to go and meet somewhere at a country pub or a country park or pullover lay-by where we could all pull up in our cars, blast out some music and have a great time. One of the guys I hung out with used to renovate and soup up Ford Anglias. So he was really into cars as well and we just loved it. It was a fantastic experience and a great way to spend my teenage years. The music I was listening to back then, well, it was 1988. So Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction was always in the cassette player. The Back in Black album from ACDC... Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet and the New Jersey album, Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son, that kind of thing. So music and driving was very much a united experience. Now onto my biking life. When I went to university, I joined the Bike Society, amongst other things. I also joined the Rock Society. But in the Bike Society, I didn't actually have a motorbike. I used to ride in someone's sidecar, which was hilarious and fantastic fun. And we'd go out on these rides to country pubs. And of course, as I wasn't the rider, I could drink. So it suited me down to the ground. I did love a drink in those days. After a year of this... It was decided that I definitely needed my own bike. And back then, you didn't have to do a CBT. You could just buy a bike, stick a learner plate on it, and you could get on the roads. So I did. I bought a Honda H100 for £100. This bike lasted a week. I managed to de-restrict it in that time, come off of it, crashed it, and it got stolen all within a week. And that was the end of my biking life until 2018. So two years ago, I thought, I want to get into biking again. And I happened to meet somebody from Bauer Media, who I work for at Absolute Radio, who's the sales manager for all of the biking magazines. And he said, I'll put you in touch with someone who can help. And that somebody turned out to be Kawasaki, who helped me do my CBT and my Mod 1 and Mod 2 until I had the full bike licence. They lent me a Kawasaki Ninja, which I rode for a year and a half. Then I had a Triumph for a while, and now I'm on a Honda. And I'm absolutely loving the NC750X. 
So I've got a Super Soco T-Max to try out and I'm just on my driveway here having a look at it. First thing to say is it's very nice looking and it's extremely light. I've just had to turn it around in the driveway and I could just pick it up, just move the back wheel around. So I'm going to get on it now and the second thing to note is it feels quite low down, having been on quite a big bike recently. And I'm going to start it up. You don't need the key to start it up other than just to turn the alarm off. So you press a power button and it sounds a bit like you're starting up a tablet device. Have a listen. Okay, so that's it. And it says ready, which means I can actually move along now. There is no sound. This is the weirdest and most surreal part of it. There is no engine sound, no revving sounds, nothing. So I'm going to pull off the drive now. And we're off. It's just so weird that there's no sound at all. Can you hear it? Just a little... That's it. The acceleration's very good actually. Moving along very quickly. And it just feels so light. I feel like I can just flick it around so easily, almost a bit too easily. I feel very relaxed on it. I'm just coming up to the top of my road now and there's a bit of traffic here that I can weave through. I've come to a halt nice and quickly. The brakes are very efficient. Extremely fast acceleration, absolutely fine for London and any city centres. It's very light, it's only about 100 kilograms, I think. 72 volt battery. Just coming up to a junction now. I'm going to indicate. Can't hear the indicators. Just a tiny little green light, so they're easy to miss. First question people ask me about this is how long does it take to charge? Um, from a completely flat battery, you probably need to charge it overnight. I think it's about seven or eight hours. There are several modes on this bike. I'm in mode number three, but I'll just talk you through them. Mode number one is the most eco-friendly. I'm going to put it into that now and this will make it last the longest you will get about 60 miles out of this mode but it's also the slowest you can only go up to 28 miles an hour but if you're in london or a city you don't really need to go any faster than that and you can go up to mode 2 40 miles an hour and mode 3 will take you up to 50 miles an hour but you'll only get a range of 40 miles from mode number three i've got it in mode three just because i want it in the fastest it's quite windy today and I feel like I'm going to get blown off the bike. In fact, when I used it yesterday, a big gush of wind did make me wobble a little bit and it scared me. I'm just at some traffic lights now. I'm going to turn right here. There is no key for this other than the key to take the battery out when you want to charge it, which just goes in a normal plug hole as well. So you could effectively ride to work in it, charge it up at work and then ride home. The most surreal part is it's just a twist and go. There's no gears and it doesn't feel real. I kind of feel like I'm on a go-kart on two wheels. Okay, I'm going to turn now. All right, I've got it open full. 130 miles an hour, 140. I've had to slow down now. That was a, an actual petrol motorbike going past me. There's obviously hardly any running costs because you're just plugging in a battery every, every night. But it is so quick to accelerate. There's no foot brake, so you're just using the hand brakes. It's very futuristic and space age looking. I feel like I'm in a movie. <laughs> now the question is, could I ride this all the time? Well, I've had it for a week now. 
and I don't feel excited about jumping on it and having a ride I must admit I just feel like it's convenient and if I need to get somewhere fast I'll take this bike but I don't get that kind of thrill that I get out of riding my Honda NC750X if you want to be economical and you want to be environmentally friendly and you want to whiz through traffic this is the bike it's also easy for filtering because it's so narrow I feel like I can fit through tiny little gaps I'm going to go through one now as I'm going around a roundabout it's going to overtake this car here tiny gap easy I feel more confident on this in that respect the horn is in a good position you can just put your finger over it as you're riding if you feel nervous about pedestrians stepping out if they can't hear you I'll just demonstrate that now it's quite a light horn isn't it high pitch <laughs> going around the corners you can really lean it so easily now in terms of the dashboard the right hand side of it is a digital dashboard which tells you the battery I've got 46% left it tells me what range I've got which is very handy 20 mile range left it doesn't tell me the speed on the digital one that's on the analog one on the left but the predominant writing is for the kilometers per hour which is a bit confusing and then the smaller red writing is the miles per hour right I'm gonna pull over here now and just do spin it round do a three-point turn just backing it up now with my feet turning round and I'm off that will take me a lot longer on my big bike I'm now going the other way I'm just indicating now to go back into the driveway and that's it engine is still on the bike is still on can't hear it I'm just gonna press the power off button and it's off and we're finished so for this part of the podcast I'm going to be interviewing famous and interesting people about their vehicles and music and because this is the pilot episode I'm gonna to have to get my son involved hi Harley hi okay here's some questions for you um, what is your dream vehicle and uh, a Harley Davidson motorbike is there anything to do with the fact that you were named Harley no not really right. um, what music do you like to listen to when you're in the car um, I like listening to uh, the Back in Black album from ACDC. Good choice. I wonder if I've had any influence there. Anything else? Um, I also like to listen to some Guns N' Roses. Are there any songs... Now, you're not a driver, because you're 11 years old. If you were driving, are there any songs, do you think, that would make you drive faster? Yes, probably... Um, some of the songs from Iron Maiden, such as Run to the Hills and The Trooper. And anything that you think would make you drive more slowly? Yes, there's that song from a Black Sabbath album, from Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, a uh, Fluff. Do you find being in the car a pleasure or a chore? A chore, because most of the time it's to go do something quite boring. Like school? Yes. <laughs> and you're normally stuck in traffic. Um, now, I've been taking you around to school and your after-school activities on the motorbike. Are you finding that any better? Yes, it's fantastic being on the back of the bike. Glad you enjoyed that. Um, now, if you were to go on a road trip, where would you go? Devon. Not abroad or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you supposed to drive a car to, like, well, no, Australia? You, you, you fly there, and then you hire a car, and then you go on a road trip. Oh, um, Australia. Okay. Okay, Harley, thank you for being my very special guest on episode one. Oh, yeah, also, I am a celebrity, so... 
you know, this is a very important episode. You're not, you're not a celebrity. You need to come to terms with this fact. I am. Not. Okay, um, next week we're going to have an actual celebrity on the show or somebody that's very high up in the vehicle or biking world, at least. Right, episode one continues. This is the Rock and Road podcast with me, Leona Graham, about cars, motorcycles and music. And now on to music, which goes so beautifully well with cars and motorbikes. And I'm going to recommend a new album, first of all. The new album from Doves, currently a number one in the UK album chart, only came out on the 11th of September. And it's called The Universal Want, their first new album for 11 years. The reason I really like this album, it's a combination of great guitar music and fantastic funky drum grooves as well. In fact, the opening track is called Carousels and it's based around a drum sample by the late Tony Allen. And the guitarist from the group Jez said, the listener to this song can form their own ideas, but for me it was about the loss of David Bowie. So have a listen to that. The opening track is called Carousels. Another song I really like is called For Tomorrow, mainly because of that dancey drum beat. Prisoners is the single we're playing on the radio at the moment, which has got a really 70s feel to it with the R's and the beat. Love that one. That is my favourite one on the album. If you're in a reflective mood, go for Cathedrals of the Mind, which is a bit more subdued and features really good keyboard bits in it as well. Check it out now. Doves, the universal want. Meanwhile, my classic album I'd like to recommend is one that's come up a couple of times in this podcast already, so we might as well start at the beginning, the album I used to listen to when I started driving. It was Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. We all know that this is a legendary album, but there's loads of tracks on it you don't normally hear on the radio. So forget about all the big singles like Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle and Paradise City and concentrate on the album tracks. It's so easy. Night Train, Out to Get Me, Mr. Brownstone's got that really funky intro, My Michelle, Think About You's one of my favourites, You're Crazy, Anything Goes and Rocket Queen. Every single one of those album tracks is absolutely brilliant and needs to be listen to at full volume in the car. Now when this album first came out it went unnoticed for a year. Nothing from the American press or radio apart from a tiny bit of airplay on a couple of radio stations in California. Nothing in the UK but then finally some songs started getting played and they started to get noticed but they were competing with big albums at the time from Aerosmith's comeback album Permanent Vacation. Def Leppard were all over the radio with their Hysteria album but finally it made the charts number one in America in 1988 number five in the UK. Slash once said, it was a totally uncommercial album. It took a year for it to even get on the charts. Nobody wanted to know about it. Now, of course, it's 18 times platinum. America's, I think, seventh best-selling album of all time and the biggest debut of all time in America. So I recommend you have a listen to Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses from start to finish with all the brilliant album tracks in your car very, very soon. And that is it from the Rock and Road podcast this week. More next week with hopefully a celebrity guest that's not my child and a motorbike to test out. Plus any requests for me, get in touch with me right now. Anything you'd like me to answer on the programme, let me know by getting in touch on the socials. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Rock and Road Pod. Catch you next week.